It's a crossover Thursday show on today's Locked On Giants podcast. Plus, we have the latest from the New York Giants regarding injury status and much more coming up next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena, and thank you so much for making the Locked On Giants podcast your first listen of the day. Really appreciate you. And on today's show, we have a crossover Thursday. Marcus Mosier, co-host of the Locked On Cowboys podcast, will be joining me in just a bit. And we are talking Cowboys, Giants. And of course, I also appeared on Marcus's podcast. He and Landon McCool host the Locked On Cowboys podcast. So I appeared on that show. And you can check out, if you'd like, what I had to say about the Giants. The link to the show is in the show notes below. Uh, Before we get into uh, our first segment, however, just a quick update and a quick word of thank you to everybody. Um, When I first started this YouTube channel, I remember telling y'all that um, I needed about a thousand subscribers to get my lollipop from the Locked On folks. Well, Today, I'm not quite at a, at a thousand yet. I have about 363 more to go before I hit that milestone. But what I've seen is a constant growth in subscribers. And I can't thank you all enough. The feedback has been tremendous. And I really appreciate the feedback on the shows, the questions that you guys ask. I enjoy interacting with you in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. And also those of you who email me. If you're listening to the show, you know, on Apple, iTunes, or Google Play, um, love hearing from you guys and gals. So please keep those cards and letters coming, good or bad, it doesn't matter. Um, we could all stand to grow from, from constructive criticism, and uh, I will do my best or continue to do my best for you on these shows. All right, so before we get to the crossover segment with Marcus Mosier, I want to talk a little bit about the Giants Day um at practice as a Wednesday, which is when I'm actually recording this. So the Giants injury report, let's talk about that real quick. Andrew Thomas and Leonard Williams were added to the Giants week five injury report. Now, before we go any further, the injury report is a projection from Wednesday. The Giants had a walkthrough practice. They're going to have their heavy practice um, in pads, I believe. On Thursday, the day that you're listening to this podcast. So um, they they had to project guys who were going to be in or out and, and limited and full participants. So Andrew Thomas and Leonard Williams are two names that popped up as being projected as guys who won't practice. Andrew Thomas has a foot ailment, which is not believed to be the ankle issue that he had at the end of last year for which he had surgery. Leonard Williams has a knee ailment. Now, I don't know if you remember, but last year, I think it was Leonard Williams started trading camp on the pup list. He was only on it for a short amount of time with a knee ailment, came off of it, was fine, had the big season. So I don't know if it's the same ailment or just maintenance, but here's what I will say, because I know some of you have been kind of 
panicking and say, oh my God, what's going on here? Andrew Thomas is their best offensive lineman. Leonard Williams is their best defensive lineman. What's going to happen? Because the Giants had a walkthrough today, it is possible that the coaching staff and the medical staff probably just decided, you know what? We're going to hold these guys back today because we're really not doing much anyway. Let's save them for the heavy workload on Thursday and then on Friday. Friday, they'll probably be, um, I would guess, in shells at the very least. I don't think they'll be in full pads on Friday. So it's a load management type of deal It would be my guess. I would be very surprised if Andrew Thomas doesn't pra- doesn't play, excuse me, on Sunday against the Cowboys, and if Leonard Williams doesn't play on Sunday against the Cowboys, I'd be sh- I'd be stunned if that happened. All right, let's talk a little bit about the rest of the injury uh, report. Safety Jabril Peppers has a hamstring; he was projected as not practicing. Receivers Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard, both of whom have hamstring injuries, they were projected as not practicing, as was tight end Caden Smith. Now, Caden Smith has been on the injury report, I think, all but one week so far to start the season. Peppers, Slayton, and and Shepard, not surprised to see that. Matter of fact, I would be surprised if we see Slayton this week. And I don't know if we're going to see Shepard either. I'd be surprised if we see him. Um, I know head coach Joe judge said that those injuries aren't thought to be, uh, three, at least three week affairs, which would necessitate putting them on IR. But I would be surprised if we see either one of those guys this week against Dallas, I think you'll maybe see them the following week when they return home. Um, peppers, I'm not quite sure how bad his hamstring is, but, um, I think he was, yeah, he was out on the field. He was doing some work during practice on Wednesday. So that's usually a good sign when these guys are out on the field and doing some work with the trainers on the side could mean that, you know, doesn't, I'm sorry, it doesn't mean that he's going to be back and ready to go on Sunday, but you know what, as I've said before on this show, um, Peppers, some of his snaps have been going more towards Xavier McKinney and a little bit, you know, some of the role has also been going to Julian Love. So, I'm not saying, you know, it's it would be a loss if uh if if Peppers didn't play, but they have options if he is unable to go to where I'm not really sitting here and stressing over that. And that includes also as a, a punt returner, which is a role that Peppers fills. Okay, a few more injury notes, projected injury notes. Saquon Barkley, Ben Bredesen, um Nate Ebner and Kenny Galladay all projected as limited. Now, Barkley, we're going to see him on the injury report every week. I wouldn't panic over that. That's just a a workload management type of deal with him because, you know, coming off the ACL injury, which right about now, I think it's been a year actually since he suffered that injury. And technically you want to, you know, I think he didn't have his surgery until November of last year. So really they're going to, my guess is they're going to continue to manage his workload because the countdown kind of starts from the time the guy has surgery. And um, we still have a few weeks before we hit that milestone in Barkley's rehab, but all things are going well with him. I don't expect him to not be on the field on Sunday against the Cowboys. Uh, Bredesen with the hand injury. Now this is interesting. Some people, when they saw this, uh, this particular injury note, they're like, well, will he get the starting job back at left guard? My guess folks is if Bredesen's ready to go, he will not get the starting job back at left guard. 
The Dallas Cowboys defense does a lot of stunting. And if I'm the Giants, I don't mess with the offensive line. I thought, you know, against the Saints, who did a lot of stunting, the line held up pretty well. Don't mess with the communication right now. It's not the time to mess with it. You know, Matt Skura did a good job filling in at left guard. I would not mess with that right now if I were the Giants. Nate Ebner, you know, we'll see if he's in or not. But Kenny Galladay, I want to talk about that injury. Kenny Galladay is listed with a groin ailment. Now, Galladay already has had a hamstring and he's had a hip issue. The hip issue um, was last week and it was not at least according to head coach Joe Judge, it was not related to what ended his season early last year. That said, hamstring, hip, groin, all connected. So you wonder if something's going on in Kenny Galladay's leg. Now, I don't recall what side it was on. I, I want to say it was the left side, but don't quote me on that. But um, if it's if all these injuries are happening on one side of his body, that to me would be a little concerning. So We'll see how Galladay comes through the week in practice. Obviously, you know, he had a big game for the Giants last week. They need him in the lineup um, if they want to stretch that field and keep the Cowboys from crowding up the box and stuffing Saquon Barkley. So we'll have to see how that comes along. And then finally, I'll just quick mention CJ Board, who had the clavicle issue. Um, He was projected as a full participant, so he should be good to go. Again, if Peppers can't play, I would think Board is going to handle both kickoff returns and punt returns for the Giants on Sunday against the Cowboys. All right, so that's your rundown on the New York Giants injury report. Again, this is as of Wednesday. You're hearing this show as of Thursday, so we'll see what the um, what, what Thursday's practice report looks like. And that's going to be a little bit more telling, again, because of the increased intensity anticipated for the practice. So make sure you check out Giants Country. I'll have all that for you on Giants Country if you want to, you know, get that before I get to the next show. Um, All right. So, folks, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to hear from Marcus Mosier, co-host of the Lachlan Cowboys podcast for the weekly crossover show. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, Giant fans, no matter what you need for your car or truck, Rock Auto is sure to have it in its its extensive online catalog. RockAuto.com offers brand name parts for every make, model, and manufacturer at highly competitive prices, and they ship right to your door. Visit RockAuto.com and be sure to write down Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. And welcome back, Giant fans, to the crossover part of our show here on the Lock on Giants podcast. And again, thank you for making us our for your first listen of the day. My name is Patricia Trainer, and I'm joined now by Marcus Mosier. He is one of the co-hosts of the Lock on Cowboys podcast, and he's here to give us the dirt on the Dallas Cowboys, what we can expect here at from the Giants perspective. Marcus, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thanks for having me on, Patricia. I'm excited for this matchup. Cowboys Giants always have some great games, so I'm excited to get into it. And both teams, of course, coming off of big victories this mm-hmm. past week. The Cowboys knocking off the undefeated Carolina Panthers and the Giants with the big win over the New Orleans Saints in overtime. An unexpected win, but nonetheless, 
a big one for Giants country. Now, Marcus, let's talk a little bit about the momentum from each of those games. Let's start there. I know from the Giants perspective, they're pretty pumped up about it. But what about the Cowboys? I mean, the Cowboys, there are higher expectations for them. How are they feeling coming off of that win? And what are your expectations regarding, you know, how they're going to approach this coming week? Yeah, they feel great. They feel like they should be 4-0. They felt like they they let that Tampa Bay game slip uh, away from them a little bit. You know, they were leading in that game with less than a minute left. Uh, so they they feel like they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have issues, but they just feel like as long as Dak Prescott is healthy, as long as the offensive line is relatively healthy, they can beat anybody in the league, and I kind of agree with them. All right, now let's uh, kind of drill down to the various areas on the Cowboys. And I got to start with the defense. All right. Mm. The Cowboys swapped out. Um, uh, they got, they added Dan Quinn. They got rid of Mike Nolan after Mike Nolan's defense last year. Historically bad, if I'm not mistaken. Hard not to blame him, right? That's <laughs> like a good decision so far. Exactly. But, you know, so far it looks like Dan Quinn has had this unit playing pretty well. What kind of changes have you seen made to the scheme? And can you talk about the additions they've made in terms of the personnel and the impact they've had on the Cowboys defense? Yeah, Patricia. So I think the biggest thing is they install weekly game plans. And that seems so simple, right? Like, why wouldn't you game plan your defense around the opposing offense? It, it, It sounds so elementary, but that's what they've been doing. And that's not what Mike Nolan and the previous coaching staff uh, did at all. So they look completely different depending on the opponent. Some weeks they'll play a 3-4. Some weeks they'll play a 4-2. Some weeks they'll play a 4-3. It just completely depends. They send blitzes depending on where quarterback struggles. Uh, And really the big part of this defense is Michael Parsons. You can play him on the edge. You can play him at linebacker. You can play him as a defensive tackle like we saw last week. Uh, And then Osa Odigizua, a third-round pick that they have this year from UCLA, He gives them somebody in the middle of their defensive line that can create pressure. Those two guys, along with Trevon Diggs, have really revamped this entire defense. And what about the back end of the defense? I think that was the big question mark, if I'm not mistaken, coming into Mm -hmm. the season. How have they done and what's been, you know, the, the I guess the X factor, if you will, for that unit? Yeah, so it depends a little bit on the game. Uh, Trevon Diggs is obviously off to a fantastic start. Five interceptions this year. The other cornerback spots are a little hit and miss. Anthony Brown has really struggled this year. Jordan Lewis has not been great. So that's where you can expose the Cowboys defense. But they've been really happy with the safety play. J. Ron Curse, a free agent addition from the Lions, playing fantastic in the box. Uh, DeMonte Casey, a free agent addition for the Falcons, just flying around in the back end. They're not perfect. They're going to give up a lot of big plays, but they make a lot of explosive plays on defense. And when you have an offense that is as good as Dallas, this is all you can ask for. Now, staying with the defense here, I want to talk about Micah Parsons, a guy that I know some Giant fans really Mm -hmm. wanted to see drafted. Um, I think early on they had him lining up on the edge and they kind of moved him now to an off-ball position. What was the thinking behind that and what have you seen? And has that been a better fit for for, for what they're trying to do on defense? Yeah, so the Cowboys have kind of mixed and matched uh, Parsons a little bit. And I would just say, Patricia, don't worry too much about what his actual position is because it changes depending on the play, it changes depending on the game and the opponent. So this week against the Giants, 
I would not be surprised at all if he's more of a middle linebacker and he's playing the quarterback spy on Daniel Jones and he's rushing down, uh, you know, the A gaps on third down. But in other games, he might be rushing off the edge, just depending on who the offensive tackle is, and who the quarterback is. So he doesn't have a set position and the Cowboys like it that way. He's their X factor on defense. He's the most important player they have uh, and he's playing extremely well. And where is the weak spot right now on that Cowboys defense if they have one? Yeah, so it's still defensive end a little bit. Randy Gregory played outstanding last week, but Demarcus Lawrence is out with a foot injury. When they don't have him, they don't really generate a lot of pass rush on the other side of Gregory. And then the interior of their defense. We talked about Oso Digizua, but they have a lot of injuries there. No Neville Gallimore, no Carlos Watkins, no Tristan Hill. It's just not a very deep spot. So the later we get into these games, I think the defensive line gets tired because of how many snaps they have to play. Uh, if you can run the ball, if you can kind of play, you know, use up a lot of time of possession and have a lot of plays in a drive, I think you can expose them a little bit. And of course, that leads into my next question. You know, last week the Giants were able to move the ball on the ground and in the air. Saquon Barkley starting to look like Saquon Barkley again. How concerning is that matchup for you for the Cowboys defense? I mean, it's obviously concerning because Barkley is an explosive playmaker, but the the real thing here is Daniel Jones, right? Daniel Jones has played pretty well over the last couple of weeks. They've got to be able to create pressure. They can't give him safe pockets and comfortable pockets to throw in. If the Cowboys can create some pressure, create some chaos around them, I think they'll be fine. I know Barkley's really good, but ultimately it comes down to the quarterback and if you can disrupt him. All right, Giant fans, if you are liking the New York Giants odds this weekend against the Dallas Cowboys, head on over to Bet Online and put your stakes in. That's right. You can get all the latest news, odds, info, and sign-up bonuses for all your sporting needs by going to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device. When you open an account and use our special promo code NFL100, you will get a 100% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. Again, that's code NFL100 for your 100% welcome bonus. Terms and conditions do apply. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, now Marcus, let's flip over to the offensive side. And the last couple of weeks, the running game, the Cowboys mm-hmm. running game has just absolutely jumped off the charts. Um, why do you think that's been the case? Why have they moved away from, you know, more of a balance uh, with the receiving game? Has it been injuries? Has it been performance? What, what do you think has been behind that? So Kellen Moore, the Cowboys offensive coordinator, a couple of weeks ago said they're going to aggressively take what the defense gives them. And right now, the defenses that are playing are just daring them to run the ball because they don't want to get gassed through the air by Dak Prescott. They've got two really good receivers in Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. So you're seeing a lot of light boxes, five and six guys in the box, and the Cowboys are fine just running the ball. That's what's so difficult about the offense. When you take away something, you give up something else. And the Cowboys are so good at running the ball. They're so good at throwing the ball down the field it's really hard to just stop them from doing one thing. So in this game, if the Giants try to load up the box to stop Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, I would expect Dallas to kind of spread things out and throw the ball down the field. They're a very balanced and good offense that way. And uh, you mentioned Dak Prescott. You know, there were some obviously some concerns, question marks, Mm -hmm. if you will, how he would look coming off of that devastating injury he suffered last year. How has he looked and does he look like his old self? I think he looks better. Now, he's not the same athlete and runner he was at this time last year. Remember, he got hurt week five against the Giants. 
uh, last year. I don't think the schedule makers did that uh, on purpose, but you never know. Uh, so you're not going to see him take off and run very often. Uh, but where he's gotten better is in the pocket. I mean, he is just so good at reading defenses, getting this team uh, set up before the snap. Uh, I, I think this is the best football he's ever played. I believe he's averaging 35 points per game in his last 10 starts. Not too bad. I think Prescott's been unbelievable this year. And let's talk about, I think, an underrated part of that Cowboys offense, and that's been the play of the tight ends. Mm. I think the tight ends, you know, when, when we talk about the Cowboys offense, obviously we talk about Prescott, Elliott, we talk about the receivers, the tight ends aren't getting a whole lot of love, and I think they should be. I mean, what have they brought to the table, and why have they been able to kind of sneak up on defenses? Well, they're just so incredibly well-rounded. Uh, Dalton Schultz is really good after the catch. You can throw him screens. You can throw him little out routes, and he's going to make guys miss. But the truth is they're just the part of the offense that defenses are not keying on, right? Again, when you have Omari Cooper and you have CeeDee Lamb and you have that rushing attack, you can only take away so many things. So Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz are always seeing let's say the fifth best defensive back on a team or the least amount of coverage and they're making plays to their credit. So uh, I, I kind of expect that to continue because you're just not going to want Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb to beat you down the field. So give up some short passes to Dalton Schultz and you'll have to live and die by that way. And of course, it all starts up front with the offensive line. The Cowboys have always had a pretty good offensive line. I know they're missing uh, Leal Collins. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think they've had if, correct me if I'm wrong, a couple of bumps and bruises on that unit. But still, how do you feel about that matchup, the Cowboy offensive line versus the Giants defensive front? Now, the tackle should be fine. They have Terrence Steele playing for Lyle Collins. He's actually been really good in the run game. Tyron Smith looks like he's back to his all-pro self. It's the interior. It's Tyler Biotish against the, the guys for the Giants and Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. Biotis has been pretty clearly their weak spot right now, and he really struggles with guys that have a lot of power. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, that's what the Giants have a lot of up front in their defensive line. So if you're going to stop the Cowboys, getting pressure in Dak's face is how you do it. Uh, I am a, a little concerned about what Lawrence and Williams can do in this matchup. And final question for you, Marcus, give me your prediction and be, don't be biased now. <laughs> I think this game is going to be way closer than what people think for a couple of reasons. Divisional games are really close. And then on top of that, look at what Daniel Jones has done in the division throughout his career. His passer rating has been significantly better when playing divisional opponents. And also, I don't give Jason Garrett a lot of credit on this podcast. I mean, you know this, Patricia, but the one thing he does and has always done really well is game plan and scheme up against division opponents. So I do think the Cowboys should win, but I think this is going to be a close game. I'm, I'm going to go 30-27 Dallas. Ooh, okay. There you have it, folks. He is Marcus Mosier. He is the co-host of the Locked on Cowboys podcast. Make sure you check out their show. I'm going to be giving the dirt on the Giants over on their program. And thank you again, Giant fans, for making this show, the Locked on Giants podcast, your first listen of the day. Check out our other great lineup of shows, Locked on Bets, Locked on NFL, Locked on Today, Locked on Draft. We've got so many, you can't go wrong. For Marcus Mosier, I'm Patricia Trainer. Thanks so much much for listening and we will catch you tomorrow giant fans